Welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high achieving, goal oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Welcome to episode 265, Having Shame About Overdrinking. Well, hello, hello, hello there. Welcome back to the podcast and welcome to February. I was just walking the dogs in the woods and I saw daffodil sprouts coming up. Little, the green shoots for daffodils on February 7th. (laughs) And so I am very excited that spring is coming, especially in the South. I live in North Carolina. So I understand that it's not like that everywhere, but it is coming no matter where you live. It will be here. And so it just made me start thinking about, you know, we, we're sometimes like, oh, this is just the, the beginning of the year and I have all this time to get my goals in order and blah, blah, blah. And I just want you to know that time is coming, time is here, and the time is now to actually do something. So today is the day where you can decide to honor your plan, get over your stuff, and make progress towards your goals, okay? Don't keep pushing this out longer than it needs to be because... Your end date that you wanted to have is coming very fast (laughs) and you can make a lot of progress if you want to. All right. So today I want to talk about having shame around over drinking. And I actually talk about this a lot. There's so many different layers to shame. Um, When you are in the midst of dealing with having an over drinking incident. So, you know, when you wake up in the morning after you over drink, you have shame. A lot of it, it's very normal. It's normal to have that no matter how much you manage your mind, how much work of this you've done. If you've not followed through on the thing that you wanted to do and you have a slip up, you're probably going to have some shame in the morning. Now you can choose to engage with the shame and go into a shame cycle and beat yourself up about it, or you could decide to shift and get curious about that and learn something, which is what I recommend. But the shame I want to talk about today is specifically around the shame that you have around maybe having an identity as somebody who has struggled with alcohol. So, so many of my clients um, are so scared to have anybody know that they're getting help uh, about stopping over drinking. And, you know, they don't want to follow me publicly on Facebook or Instagram or like or engage with any of my posts because they don't want their friends or family to see that because I'm clearly somebody who helps you stop over drinking. And I just want to dive into that a little bit. Not that I need you to go like and share my posts, although that's awesome. <laughs> you know, the more word that gets out about this, the more help people can have. But I want to talk about the reasons why we have this shame, okay? And how I want to poke some holes in it and have you think about the issue of over drinking differently. So to back it up a little bit, I want you to know that there's absolutely nothing wrong with you that you have a drinking problem, okay? It's not 
your fault that you have a drinking problem. There's not something wrong with you. You're not broken. Um, there's not something wrong with your brain. There's not a disease associated with it. And I'm not a doctor and I, and I want to make that very clear. You know, I haven't done any research on this except for coaching thousands of people on this topic and going through this myself. There's not a blood test that you can take. Okay. Um, you're not born with it. However, I do think that your environment, it, the one you're raised in, our culture, our society does contribute to overdrinking. I'm going to get into that in a little bit here. But I want you to know that there's nothing wrong with you. Okay. And you can fix this. And so people were scared to get help and share that we're working on this because we don't want people to think that there's something wrong with us, that we're out of control. Okay. Especially us professional women, right. Who, you know, might have a big career. You might be a physician. You might be a lawyer. You might own a small business. You might be a teacher. You might be a therapist, right. Whatever sort of credential you have that puts you in with helping people or working with people, you are scared to say or, you know, share that you have an issue with this because you don't want people to think that there's something wrong with you or that you have a fault and therefore you can't do your job or function in the way that you um, need to, right? Whatever your business is. So for instance, if you're a doctor and maybe you're a pediatrician or something and you're struggling with your overdrinking and, you know, you need support with that. You wouldn't want anybody to know. You might be thinking this. I don't want anybody to know this because they wouldn't think I'm a capable doctor. They would think I don't have my shit together. There's something wrong with me and I'm not going to be the best doctor for them. And I'll be seen in the community as, you know, somebody with an issue. And I don't want that. And I, it's really so unfortunate that we think that, but we do. And I, so I want to address it. And the reason why we think that is because we have been conditioned to believe that we should be able to handle alcohol through marketing, through our messages in our society, okay, through other things that people say. We have associated people with drinking problems to be the drunk and the, you know, side of the road who can't function and who needs alcohol to get through the day and who has, you know, given up everything in their life and relationships are suffering and they can't hold a job and all of that. That's what we associate with having a drinking problem. And we don't want to be associated with that, right? We don't think anybody will come do business with us. We don't think any, we'll have any patients. We don't have any clients. We won't, you know, we won't be able to succeed in our careers or any of that if we are associated with a drinking problem, because that's when you think of somebody with a drinking problem, the image in your mind is the down and out in the gutter, right? And so we don't want to be associated with that. And so we hold ourselves back from sharing that we need help because we think people will think we are that, <laughs> okay? And the thing is, everybody is on this spectrum. If you are drinking at all, at all, you have an opportunity to go there. Because alcohol is a drug, okay? And the human brain on drugs is easy to get addicted, okay? We are wired for addiction, okay? And that's not anything that's wrong with us. It's just part of the human condition. We're wired, we're programmed to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and save energy, okay? So the moment we introduce a drug, into seeking pleasure and avoiding pain, your brain is like, ooh, boy, give me some more of that, right? I like that. You get a dopamine hit, 
And then that addiction cycle starts. Okay. So then you do it again. Ooh, that felt good. I'm going to go have a glass of wine on a Tuesday because that helped me take the edge off. Ooh, let's do it again and again. And then time passes, right? Years go on and you've developed a habit and your brain gets addicted. And that's because of how it's programmed. Your brain is programmed not only to seek pain or I'm sorry, seek pleasure, avoid pain and save energy, but it's also programmed to create habits. So it doesn't want to have to think too hard about taking action. Okay. You know, that's why habits are hard to break is because we've pre-programmed our brain to not be conscious about stuff. So it's like when you get in the car, you put your seatbelt on. Nobody has to think, oh, I have to remember to put my seatbelt on because it's an ingrained habit, right? Same thing with drinking. You're not thinking too hard about, oh, I really have to think about how I'm going to make myself drink a glass of wine at the end of the day. right? You've created a habit because that's also how your brain is programmed. It doesn't want to have to think about every single thing that it does. So it's motivated to seek that pleasure, avoid that pain and save energy, and then file it in the back of your brain after after repetition, and it doesn't have to think about it anymore. So then it saves energy for your brain to think about other things, right? That's where our higher part of our brain comes in. We can think about the future. We can problem solve. We can deal with shit that comes up. But some of those other things that have been habitual, habitually formed over time gets filed to the back of our brain, okay? And so if you are trying to cut back after years of over-drinking, in response to your feelings or to make things better or to have more fun, right? All of that is associated with how you feel. It's hard. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with you for not being able to figure that out in a quick way. Okay. Or like learning what, taking one class or listening to a few podcasts or reading some books and you can't figure that out or you haven't been as successful as you want to. It's okay. Your brain is hardwired right now. You can unwire it. And that's where coaching and getting support where you need it can really be helpful. But we should never have shame about this issue. This should be like, you know, I I have an issue right now. It's like people have no problem talking about losing weight, right? Some people might be ashamed of it, but there's, you know, people are sharing about diets and keto and intermittent fasting and this workout and that work, all these things about changing their body shape, losing weight or whatever, there's, there's no shame about that, right? We don't think there's something wrong with you. You don't think that we don't think that there's a problem, right? But for some reason, because alcohol has been conditioned to us that if you have a problem, you are identified as that drunk in the, on the side of the road. We don't want to say that we have a problem with it. We don't want to ask for help. We don't want to say, Hey, I'm really struggling with this guys. I can't be around drinking right now, or I'm not drinking tonight because I don't like the way I feel. And this has gotten away from me and I want to rein it back in. Right. We don't want to be stigmatized. We also don't want to have people watching us. Right. (laughs) We don't want to be told what to do. We don't want people tracking how much we're drinking because again, If we say we have a problem or we're getting help around this, we assume that the other person is going to think the worst case scenario too, right? And so if that other person is thinking the worst case scenario about me having a serious problem with alcohol and I'm out of control, then they're going to be tracking me and monitoring me. And I don't want anybody to do that. So we keep it, we keep it to ourselves. We keep, um, you know, we try to do things secretly and, you know, it doesn't help. Because 
you need to share when you have a problem, just like any other problem, right? You have a plumbing repair, you call a plumber. Your kid needs tutoring help, you call a tutor, right? We all need help with things sometimes. And I will tell you as a business owner and as somebody who is, you know, beyond the, the drinking issue, you know, I'm entering my sixth year of not drinking alcohol. I would much rather hire a therapist or do business with somebody who doesn't drink alcohol, who actually had to do what I do and overcome that issue because they are some bad ass biatches. Okay. I have so much more respect for people who have overcome something challenging like this and have figured it out. And I never worry that they're going to relapse or they're, they're not stable or anything. I think good for you for doing something about it. That means that you're taking control of your life, that you want to do better in your life. And I always applaud that. And I, I always gravitate towards somebody who is working on that kind of stuff versus, you know, hiding it and not addressing it or ignoring it. That is more unstable to me. But admitting that you have an issue and you're seeking help for that, bring it on. We're not supposed to be, we're not supposed to be perfect. And we put ourselves and, you know, these, these specialties and things up on pedestals. And you just got to remember, we're all human beings. And just because we have, you know, a successful career in one area, or even if you're not in a, you know, outside of the home position right now, you don't want your family to worry that you have a drinking problem if you have kids or whatever it is. I would much rather engage with somebody who is doing this work than not. Okay. I think there's so much more interesting. I can trust them more because they are being honest. And I want you to consider that to be true. Okay. So I was, I just met with somebody that I met recently and you know, we were hanging out, having coffee 45 minutes in, they tell me that they're in recovery. And I was like, wow. Oh my gosh. Awesome. I was considering doing business with this person. And like, I was just so interesting to see that like they knew what I did. Right. And, and maybe they didn't know too much. I mean, we were just getting to know each other, but they knew that I help women stop over drinking. And she tells me she's in recovery and I'm like, wow, like I am, I have so much more interest in you now than I did, you know, 20 minutes ago. Like, tell me about that. I'm interested to hear your story. How did you do that? I'm so excited about this. You know, that can be people's responses. I just want you to know that. Not everybody is going to, you know, question you or worry about you. Some people are like, yes, I am all in on this. And I am one of those people for sure. So I just want you to know that I want to help change the, the story around this drinking stuff. I don't want you guys to be ashamed of this because there's literally nothing wrong with you. You have a human brain who's, that's wired for addiction. That's really all you need to know. And when you start drinking alcohol and you put putting drug on a human brain that's wired for addiction, a lot of people get addicted. Okay. Most people that imbibe even a little bit are somewhat addicted. Okay. Even if you're just having a glass of wine or two and it's not a big deal and you don't ever feel out of control, stop drinking for 30 days and see how hard that is. Most people don't want to do that because they are slightly addicted to it. Okay. That's just the nature of the beast. When you take a drug, you're going to get addicted to it. Okay. We're addicted to a lot of things. We're addicted to our phones. We're addicted to Facebook. We're addicted to sugar. We're addicted to tobacco, other drugs, gambling, shopping, overworking. The human condition gets addicted to things. And this is just one area where 
a lot of you guys are addicted and it's okay and you can undo it and I'm here to help you. But we have to start not being scared about telling people we need help. You can send me an email, hello at angelamasenic.com and tell me, okay? There will never be any judgments, only celebrations coming in because I think the people who admit that they need help and then they go get the help and they do the work are next level bad asses. And those are the people I'm interested in being with. I'm interested in helping people who want to be helped, who um, want to move past this shit and are about raising awareness to this issue. Okay, so another story. I just went to the eye doctor yesterday and I've been putting off going to the eye doctor for a long time because I've had perfect vision my whole life until like the past couple of years. As I've aged, my vision has changed. I have to do the whole like moving my hand in and away from me when I'm looking at my phone and when I'm reading at night and stuff. I got some readers a little while ago, but I don't wear them because they're not convenient. And it's just like noticeably getting worse and my distance vision too. So I go to the eye doctor and I also have a history of glaucoma. And I, you know, get all the tests, I get my pressures tacked and I'm like, okay, I just want to talk about this, this history of the glaucoma because my mom has it, my grandparents had it. And I want to, you know, keep a close eye on it. She's like, oh, your pressures were really good today. And then she goes back into my chart and she looks and she's like, oh, she's like, your pressures were kind of high last time. And I was like, oh, I was like, well, when was I here last time? I thought it was in like 2019. And she says, 2016. (laughs) Okay. And I was like, whoa, I didn't realize it had been that long. And I just paused for a second. And in my mind, I was like, what was happening in 2016? Like, what was going on with me? And then I remembered, oh, my God, that was before I stopped drinking and lost a shit ton of weight and started regularly exercising. And literally, my pressures were almost twice as high then than they are today or yesterday. There's huge, huge benefits for us cutting this shit out of our lives or significantly reducing it. Okay, you don't have to quit completely if you don't want to, but a significant reduction is going to really help you. And so it it really doesn't do you any disservice to keep that a secret. So when she told me that, I was like, oh, I'm like, oh my God, I've had, and I verbally said this to her and I was got so excited. I'm still so excited about it today. I keep thinking about it. I made major lifestyle changes. That's why I told her. I'm like, oh my God, I've had major lifestyle changes Since then, I quit drinking, I dropped excessive weight, and I started regularly exercising. And she's like, good for you. She's like, that will absolutely have an impact on your eye health. I'm like, oh my God, I literally just reduced my risk for glaucoma, which would affect my vision, which would affect the quality of my life. Like I value being able to see really well. (laughs) And I know that you guys value your health too. We take, we sometimes take that stuff for granted, right? And so bringing it back to being ashamed, I'm not ashamed at all that I used to overdrink. I am so proud of myself that I figured that shit out and I get to be healthy now. It makes me want to cry because that is not the case for so many people because they're so scared of celebrating that. If you have stopped drinking, if you have cut back even a little bit, that is worth shouting from the rooftops. You are trying to make good changes for yourself and you should never be ashamed that you got addicted to a drug, okay? If you ever were addicted to heroin or cocaine or cigarettes or anything for that matter, you'd be like, I'm trying to quit smoking, okay? And everybody would come in to support you. 
Nobody would be like, I don't want to do business with her or I don't want to be associated with her because she smoked cigarettes, right? Like, or worry about you relapsing or anything like that. Okay. Like we want to change the language around that. And unfortunately, it's going to take us, the people who have done it and who are working on it to do it because the other people are just unaware and they don't know what it's like. <laughs> okay. And so if you are struggling with drinking, I want you to consider that you might be wrong about what people might think about you. Okay. There's one person on earth and that's me who is not going to shame you for that. I'm celebrating you that you have this issue and you're smart enough to recognize that you want to change it. Okay. A lot of people just stay in denial and they don't seek the help that they know that they need to do for their whole lives. They just numb and escape their whole lives and they never get an opportunity to dig into their shit and learn about themselves and learn how to treat themselves with respect and have boundaries and learn how to feel their feelings and change their mindset about things. And so they are, their, their life stays very small, but you have decided that you want to do something about it. And so you're, you're opening up your life to be bigger. And that is going to be, feel a little bit difficult. Sometimes you're going to have to be okay with maybe some people having some thoughts and you have to just let them have their thoughts. Okay. I promise you, nobody's going to shun you. All right. It's okay. Your brain is normal. You are normal and you're a badass for wanting to get help about that. So please share, share with somebody, come into a live AF and share there with a beautiful community of women who aren't scared of sharing that stuff. And if you are in a live AF and you haven't shared, I really want you to, <laughs> we want to celebrate you because you've decided to do something about that and to take ownership over this issue. And those people are very, very small. Okay. Most people just won't make changes in their lives. They'll stay who they are. They'll continue to suffer and it'll just continue to get worse. And then we know the outcome of that. You know, a lot of people die from alcohol use and I don't want that to be you. I want you to live a big fulfilling life and I want to celebrate you and I want to work with people who have overcome this and are working on this so much. That's interesting to me. Those people are interesting. They've got stories to share. They have pain in their lives that they want to release and work on and heal from. And I'm all in for that. So that's what I have to say. If there's one little area if you can take away from this podcast where if you've been struggling with overdrinking that you can share with a friend, you could write it down in your journal. You can share it with yourself. You can send me an email and share it with me. You can comment on one of my posts. You could share something, share a podcast, share this podcast episode, share something about you and get the help that you need. All right, my friends, I would love to have you in a live AF, my membership, my monthly low cost membership, where you can get all the support that you need the Alive AF course. Right now we are doing um, an anniversary special for Alive AF since it's been launched and open for one year. You can sign up to get one year of support and get two months for free. The link is in the show notes for that. You could come on a retreat with me and we can do this together in person with other, a small group of people of women who are committed to being vulnerable and showing themselves and stepping into the identity that they want to have instead of staying hidden with the one that they don't. All right, my friends, I love you and I want you to hear me on that. I love you and there's nothing wrong with you. So let's stop the shame cycle and get out there and expose who we actually are and then get the help that we need. 
All right. I'll talk to you all next week. Bye for now. I want you to check out AngelaMasonic.com forward slash Alive AF. You know what it's like to have a desire to cut back on your drinking, right? You start to read books, listen to podcasts, try things, but you might not be able to yet put all the pieces and suggestions together in a way that actually makes sense and works for you. You might struggle with beating yourself up after an overdrink. You might get frustrated with yourself when you take two steps forward and then another two steps back and get overwhelmed with what's right and wrong about your relationship with alcohol. Your friends tell you that you should be able to have just one drink and it isn't a big deal. You might be white knuckling through urges and resisting instead of peacefully processing them. And you might struggle with your identity as someone who has enjoyed having a lot of wine or alcohol in your life. It's around you all the time. It's what you do and who you are. Well, after five years of successfully coaching hundreds of women through these struggles, I have created the Alive AF membership where women like you can learn the basics on what it takes to cut back and reach your goals with alcohol, whether it is to just drink less or totally quit. And when you join, you will get the exact framework I used to change my own relationship with alcohol and still use today that has led me to be alcohol free for over five years. You're going to get access to my resources, videos, and worksheets that have been proven to change and reduce how much you drink. Every day you can ask questions, share your obstacles, and get coaching and direct support on the challenges you will face with love and no judgment. Also, you will get immediate access to workshops like uncovering your alcohol identity and changing it, how to say no to things that don't support your new identity or life or goals, aka boundaries. a workshop called Creating Emotional Agency, and another one, How to Manage Your Mind to Succeed at Your Goals and More. Every month we have a brand new workshop. These workshops are filled with step-by-step prompts and instruction to help you create the exact relationship with alcohol that is best for you. My mission and vision for Alive AF is to be a hub of support and resources for women to come and learn how to do what is best for them and becoming more alive in the process. When you join, you're going to learn how to take care of yourself better, how to feel good and become more alive and go after the life that you really want. I want this membership to be affordable and an easy solution where you can get all the help you need in one simple place whenever you need it. So no need to go read another book, find a new podcast, attend a free webinar, or go down the path of piecemealing it all together. Join Alive AF and have it all there in one place for you anytime you need it. So go to AngelaMasonic.com forward slash Alive AF and enrollment is open right now. See you inside. Didn't we put it on?